Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Addison Cleaver. And I'm Nuria Martinez-Keel. You're listening to The Source. Thanks for joining us as we discuss the Oklahomans' most impactful stories with the reporters who wrote them. My co-host Dale Denwalt is off this week, so our producer Addison is graciously stepping in. The co-founders of Epic Charter Schools were arrested Thursday and charged with racketeering and a host of financial crimes. So this is a first for the source to have a guest host step in while the other is on vacation. So first, Addison, thank you so much for being here. Dale will be back next week. The co-founders of Epic Charter Schools, Ben Harrison, David Cheney, and their chief financial officer, Josh Brock, were charged in Oklahoma County District Court on Thursday. What crimes have they been accused of committing? They've been charged with a number of crimes. Uh, First of all, they were charged with racketeering, which is, in other words, um, operating a a criminal enterprise. Uh, They've been charged, all three of them have been charged with four counts of embezzlement, another count of using a computer for a fraudulent scheme, presenting false claims to the state, and acquiring unlawful proceeds. And then Harris and Cheney have been charged with a couple of extra counts of embezzlement, uh, which usually relate to uh, specific instances that investigators were able to identify and also with obtaining money by false pretenses. So all of that is a lot of legalese, um, basically to... uh, break this down a little bit for everybody. It's a really complex investigation. There's a 50-page affidavit that explains this entire, uh, all of these allegations, and there's so much that it's, it's difficult to put all of it into one story, but if I had to boil it down, I mean, basically, they've been accused of illegally profiting from a public school. These are dollars that were meant to be used to educate students, and instead they took more of them than they were supposed to receive, um, and also uh, used some of these state dollars for personal expenses and for political donations. Allegedly, as this is what the OSBI and and the Oklahoma County District Attorney are bringing forward, and on top of that, uh, they've been accused of filing falsified financial statements, say that five times fast, um, with the state to allegedly keep this hidden and and cover it up. And how did they respond to these charges? They deny any wrongdoing. They've hired separate legal counsel. There's one attorney representing Josh Brock, another attorney representing the two co-founders. First of all, they say their clients are not guilty. um, And the attorney representing the co-founder said that this is a politically motivated attack, that uh, David Prater, the Oklahoma County District Attorney, filed this a week before the election. Um, And despite that, nobody involved in this case, certainly not the two co-founders and and Josh Brock, nor is David Prater running for political office. But given the timing, he said that this is a political move rather than based in fact. And how did investigators say the defendants took money from Epic? So there are two main ways. The first way is through a 10% management fee. So the co-founders 
established Epic as a school in 2011, they also founded a for-profit company called Epic Youth Services. So they have similar names. So I'll just call the company the company and, and the school the school. So they founded the school in 2011 and the school hired the company that was also owned by the co-founders to manage the school um, and and oversee all of the operations. Um, And so as payment for that service, the company charged Epic 10% of all of its school funding every year. Um, And so as Epic became bigger and bigger, that 10% fee became worth more and more. So this this 10% fee, it's supposed to go to the company so that the company can continue to provide services. But what investigators found was that most of that money, the co-founders pocketed themselves. And that left over a significantly smaller amount to actually operate the school with. Um, now, the school had its own funding, but when you take 10% out of a public school's budget, that is huge. Um, doesn't matter the size of the school. Um, that is a significant loss, um, and especially when those fees are not really being poured back into the school. Since 2013, that 10% management fee generated more than $69 million for Epic Youth Services. Um, and that's straight out of the affidavit that was filed by the OSBI. Um, of that $69 million that went to the company, Ben Harris individually received over $24.8 million of it. Uh, David Cheney earned more than $23.2 million, and Josh Brock was paid $7.1 million. And again, that leaves over a much smaller amount to actually operate the school with. So they personally profited from this. The other way is through the learning fund, which is with anything with Epic, it, it can be difficult to explain. But basically, this is a bank account that is supposed to dedicate 800 to $1,000 for every Epic student that's supposed to support technology, lesson plans, extracurricular activities, meeting these student needs. And it is all collected into one bank account called the learning fund. But instead of the school owning and operating this learning fund, it was a private company. They were operating this account outside of public view, denying public records requests for it. When the state auditor and inspector asked to look at these uh, account records, they fought tooth and nail to keep these records private. And it turns out when investigators finally obtained these records, uh, they found that the co-founders were allegedly using it to pay their credit card bill, using it to make political donations, um, just using it for things other than what they were meant to be used for, which is educating students. So how did Epic respond to these arrests? So Epic has said, you know, that they've been cooperating with this investigation for a while now. Um, You know, the school cut ties with the co-founders. They cut ties with Josh Brock and with the company that formerly managed the school. All of those connections were severed over a year ago in May 2021. So the school is in the process of trying to continue on without these this group of people that were involved from the very beginning. The board chairman of Epic School Board gave uh, remarks after the arrests were announced on Thursday, um, and his answer was, you know, we've expected this day to come for a long time. Um, and he said that hopefully this is a day of healing for the Epic family. I also spoke with Epic superintendent Bart Banfield, who worked with these co-founders um, and with Josh Brock when when uh, they were still involved at the school. Um, and he said that he had a lot of mixed emotions about um, seeing these these three get arrested and charged. Um, he said that 
it was difficult to put it into words. Um, I will say that um, I did happen to see a lot of folks who work for Epic at the time that these arrests were announced. Um, everybody was in a state board of education meeting um, when the OSBI alert came out. Um, and I saw a lot of people expressing relief that, you know, this is something that they had been waiting for um, and that day had arrived. A 50-page affidavit was filed in court to explain the charges in detail. One of the revelations from that document is the political influence the co-founders had. Tell us about that. It was pretty stunning to see how many donations they made and to think that some of those donations possibly could have been made with state funds that were intended to go to the school. That's, again, this, these are the allegations that the OSBI is bringing forth. I mean, when when you look at across uh, David Cheney, Ben Harris, Josh Brock, I mean, they made dozens of donations to candidates, lobbying firms, political action committees. Um, these are all coming from court documents here. I, I actually counted it up, and they donated to 65 current lawmakers. That's almost half the state legislature. And not all of these are gigantic donations. Some are 500 to to $1,000. But they were very active in the political scene. And the OSBI found that some of these contributions from David Cheney were used with a personal credit card that he paid with learning fund dollars with state dollars. Other things that uh, investigators found was a $100,000 donation to the Oklahoma Council of Public Affairs, which is a conservative think tank that would publish pieces that were, let's say, friendly to the co-founders cause. Um, They also found that the co-founders donated thousands of dollars to potentially influence the election against a state senator who was really critical of Epic. Uh, David Cheney and Ben Harris also donated $744,500 to a political action committee that is now supporting mailers favoring the primary opponent to our Oklahoma auditor and inspector, Cindy Bird, who, if listeners remember, released a scathing audit report on Epic back in 2020. So now she's making the allegation that the co-founders are behind uh, her primary opponent in the Republican primary on Tuesday. So there's a lot of money going to a lot of different places. and, And it's pretty surprising just to see how far reaching this was. So Epic Charter Schools and the co-founders have been under investigation for nine years. Does this bring resolution in any way? I would call it more of a a milestone than a resolution. Reason number one, you are innocent until you are proven guilty. Just because you are charged, that does not mean that you actually committed these things, despite the evidence uh, being pretty astounding here. So first of all, I think that the wheels of the criminal justice system turn very slowly. So this is really just a starting point when you look at the court case and how long that could last. I mean, this could take years. So I would not say that that is resolved by any means. Um, And then there are several other issues still going on as far as Epic is concerned. I mean, we just had a report this week um, that uh, accused Epic uh, of still having 
issues with the way that they're counting attendance, um, you know, that they're still suffering from board governance problems, that they still need to tighten up that ship. And that report came out from the Oklahoma State Department of Education this week. You know, there's still litigation. The IRS is still looking into Epic as, you know, when in response to all of these financial issues that have been going on for a number of years. And Cindy Bird, our state auditor and inspector, um, is still auditing the learning fund um, with her office. So it's a it's an ongoing saga that does not seem like it will end anytime soon. But like I said before, I I think there was a big sense of relief amongst some of the folks, um, the, you know, the top leaders at Epic that these arrests finally happened. Um, so I think that was a big hurdle in their minds that, that needed to be um, overcome. Um, but I definitely think that this is still, we're a long, long way away from resolution. Thanks for joining us this week. This podcast is possible because of the Oklahoman subscribers. We encourage you to subscribe if you can. You can read these stories and more every day in the Oklahoman and at oklahoman.com. Check back next Friday for a new episode.